Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Property Investing Know How. I am your host Richard Pan. Learn to be a successful property investor on your terms. Today, I'm gonna continue on and talking about some of the common used terminologies in property investing world. So, I wanted to start with the term medium price. So, this is the most、um, widely used price indicator. Um, and there's a difference between medium price and average price. So average price quite easy to understand. If you have say five sales in a given month for a certain suburb, you combine all the sales price, the or in other words, the total value of these five property, and divide it by number five. But there can be problems. For example, what if In that particular suburb, there's a super expensive one. Say the most expensive properties for that particular suburb got sold in that in that week. So then that five property price divided like the average price can be significant.、Um, what's the words to describe it? It's not really reflecting the true value because you got one super high price.、Um, so. Because of that,、um, certain people said, "You know what? Let's use the median price. The median price,、um, instead of the average price, to calculate the price movement." So, very simple term. The median price is for any given period, like a month, a twelve months, a week, etc., etc. Fifty percent of the property sold above that price, and the other fifty percent of the property sold under that price. So sounds pretty amazing or pretty good indicators compared with average price,、um, but you know what? I still believe it is not the best indicator, but it's probably the best one we could measure easily,、uh, because sometimes, in my view, the using、uh, median price can be quite misleading, especially for certain suburbs where、um, the Total number of sales is not great. So if you're talking about a suburb with you know a couple of hundreds、um, sales numbers in twelve months period, that's actually a good indicator to use. But if for a certain suburbs they only have say five, six, ten sold price, that median price can be quite misleading, honestly.、Um, so the second thing I want to talk about is I use that a lot, which is. Positively geared property versus negatively geared property, or negative gearing. So, what what the heck is gearing? Gearing is the word basically for leverage or the borrowing. Remember, we're talking about LVR. Say, if I borrow eighty percent, I can say I bought that property with eighty percent LVR. So that's gearing. So if you borrow money to buy property, then you you can you can say you you know the the property is geared. Okay, now,、uh, what is the definition of a positively geared property? So this means all the income you collected from the property, we're talking about the rental income, is more than cover all the expenses、um, from that property. So the income side of things quite easy, just rental income. But occasionally,、um, I've seen commercial properties where you may be able to. And get some income if you put some sort of advertising on the wall, the side wall. You may be making like fifteen thousand dollars a year, 
someone else using that as um, a billboard and put put some advertisings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But most 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 cases will be the rental income. The ex- the expenses side is a little bit tricky. And the biggest thing will be the mortgage repayment, the interest charge. So at the moment, the common interest rate is about four percent, four point three percent, etc., etc. That's a big uh, portion of your expenses, and uh, there are also some other expenses,、um, such as your council rate or your water rate, and then if、uh, your property is under strata title, and maybe you need to pay strata levy or strata rate, whatever you want to call it, and some repairment if needed, and.、Um, That's pretty much about it. And to certain property investors, there's none of charges、um, which could be possible, and that is land tax. So these are the few main、um, expenses. If I haven't mentioned insurance, yes, insurance is also part of it. So when you work out all the、uh, income side, if that's a larger than all the expenses side. Then I call it a positively geared property. If it is the other way around, I call it a negatively geared property. So for those of you who are familiar with the the term depreciation, you may ask, "Hey, do you consider depreciation when you decide whether or not it's a positively or negatively geared property?" For me personally, the answer is no. I don't take into consideration any depreciation.、Um, Just because I think that's actually a false concept. What I mean by that is there's two type of depreciation. Depreciation is basically、uh, the declining value of your property. As a matter of fact, the land they actually depreciate, and、uh, you know the buildings and that sort of stuff. It's depreciated. And there's two type of depreciations. Number one is the depreciation of the building. So you can depreciate about、uh, uh, the building in forty years. And、uh, that's depreciation of the building, and the other type of depreciation is the you know the blinds, you know the 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 carpet and that sort of stuff.、Uh, but at the moment, the new rule is if you're buying a brand new property, you can depreciate those you know、um, things attached to the building, as mentioned, the carpet, the the blinds, etc., etc., the fans. Um, but if you're buying secondhand, you're not allowed to depreciate that anymore. So. Um, it is what it is,、um, but on the other hand, and the building depreciation, even if you actually kind of can, kind of can have a tax benefit because you can claim a deduction for the depreciation.、Um, just remember, you actually by doing that, you will reduce the cost base when you sell the property. So, in other words, if you, if you bought a property for four hundred thousand dollars, and a couple of years later, and you sold it for Five hundred thousand dollars, and you are actually the capital growth is not hundred thousand dollars because when you claim depreciation for the building, you reduce that four hundred thousand dollars. This is what I call cost base.、Um, if you depreciate, say, fifty thousand dollars during this period of time, your cost base is reduced from four hundred thousand to three hundred fifty, and then your capital gain calculation is actually one hundred fifty thousand. Yes, if you hold the property longer than twelve months,、um, you actually got a fifty percent、uh, capital gain concession. But 
Uh, it's kind of like you claim a tax deduction. You got some money from the ATO, but you actually pay back some of it. So overall, it probably still be a little bit better off. But I just don't like the idea. Take that into consideration. By the way, for all your listeners, if you are a little bit concerned, sorry, a little bit confused about the the couple of comments I just made about depreciations, about you know the the, the you know fifty percent concession, that's quite quite normal. That's why I mentioned earlier, you know, you need to find someone who actually already achieved what you wanted to achieve, or someone already know what you don't know, and then ask them. Ask those questions, get those answers from them. So this is actually quite basic.、Um, another thing I want to mention here is about the term due diligence. Due diligence is actually a fancy accounting term. It basically means homework or do your research. So that that could include, you know, if you are interested in buying a property, how much the property was sold for, and how long it's been on the market. Um, the why and why the owner is currently selling,、um, why you need those sort of informations. Matter of fact, if you know those information, it will help you to put forward an offer that's actually customized to the needs of the seller and、uh, increase the chance for the offer to be accepted, even if someone else offered more money. So、um, that's basically in the term of due diligence.、Um, Is actually, in my view, the purpose of doing due diligence is reduce the the risk of making an 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 an、uh, wrong investment decision, and also sometimes they can be used a very very good tool to negotiate the price down. So if you've if if、um, if if you've done a a property inv- 